Welcome to Season 2 Hoops Dramas Podcast. That's right. You were wondering if we were going to outlast the XFL. Well, we did. I'm Adam Shalafu alongside Stefano Bajos and Hamia Rain. Hoops Dramas 1, XFL 0. Oh, yeah. Well, XFL lost twice now, have they? Yeah, yeah. They, they couldn't make it to Season 2 either time. We made it to Season 2 once. And uh, so we're way more successful. Yeah, we're going to make it to season three, too. And uh, we don't have a million dollars, millions and millions of dollars in our budget. We have uh, some change and, uh, you know, some some good guys. And that's all we need here at Hoopster Down. I got some paper clips if anyone wants any. Paper clips are great. Very useful. Uh, good for organizing papers. Yeah, we're going to need to put it on the poll. Paper clips are staples. Mm, mm. I, nope. I guess it, it depends, you know, staples are good if you don't want something to come apart, but the, the paper clips are good if you uh, want to have something temporarily. Like I'd say a staple is like Steph Curry. You need to keep, keep that intact. A paper clip is Kelly Oubre. This will do for now. Dry nice. Marker Very nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, right. There's nothing worse than a paper clip that is holding too much paper, and then oh, it gets yeah. all bent out of shape. Yeah, too much and your small paper, paper clip. Yeah, uh, you and your can't. papers fly out. Yeah, you, you, you gotta need, get the you, jumbos. I like that, Adam. Every team needs to find their staples. The 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 paper clip gets hurt. The paper clip tries to do too much. Blake Griffin is a paper clip. He's not Ooh. a staple, but they gave him staple so money. Fired. Yeah, he used to be a staple. He used to be a staple. He used to be a staple. Yeah. yeah, but it was like one of those weak staples. staples <laughs> I mean, James Harden is definitely a staple. We'll be talking about him. Uh, the master Bader, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I, I think you could say that John Wall used to be a staple. Now he's a paperclip. Westbrook used to be a staple. Now hmm. he's a paperclip. And that's kind of where we're jumping off. We're talking about the, the Houston Rockets. Um, the last time we recorded the the wall Westbrook trade had not gone down. It has since gone down, and uh, we can break it down uh, with the with the picks here. But overall, first impressions on the trade, guys. Shocked. Um, uh, I thought I thought Noah was going to try to pick up that contract, Westbrook's. Um, but I'm kind of shocked, man. Um, I guess it wasn't that shocking that, like, Westbrook could. It was definitely, like, it would – I mean, if it was him or Harden leaving, I think everybody would bet on Westbrook. But uh, for me, I just feel like – I think it's good for both of them. I think it's good for both of their franchises. I think it's good just, like, they need fresh energy. Who knows, maybe, like, let's just try this different chemistry. Let's see how, you know, Westbrook will be with Beal and, and Harden with Wall. And so, like, I, I'm I'm excited for both of them. But – uh. I also feel like both of those players um, are kind of similar. You know what I mean? Like, like in the sense that, like, I mean, Wall can shoot, I guess, a little better than Westbrook. But a little better. They're both, like, sniper. right. He's definitely not, like, this new era point guard that can just pull up from mad deep and, and just, like, kill you with threes. And I mean, Wall is incredible, and he's got a lot to prove, so hopefully he's hungry, and that's going to be really good for the Rockets. Mm. But, you know, to me, they're, they're, I don't know, I just, they're just very similar in the sense they're playmakers, and that's great, like, but they're playmakers, they're explosive, 
they got explosive abilities, but I mean, they're both, I don't know. I got questions about like, if it's really going to make much of a difference for each franchise, but I'm excited to watch them. Yeah. It's not really like any sort of like championship kind of, you know, moving pieces for any, any team here. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like it's pretty much kind of a one-to-one trade, kind of a swap for, for both of them. I, I think the Rockets got a pick out of that too. Yeah, they did. 23rd, uh, or 2023. And I believe that is uh, lottery protected. Right. But like, you know, I, I think the, I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty good move for the Wizards because I think Westbrook's really going to play. He's going to play pretty well with, uh, with Beal and like within Washington. I, I, I see it working out for the Wizards. Now for the Rockets, it's kind of a desperate move uh, for kind of like Harden's last kind of stand, I guess. But, you know, I guess that might be coming sooner now, I guess. I, I don't know. Because uh, I always thought that Harden would at least play throughout this season. Yeah, yeah, that that's where things get a little interesting. So, yeah, it is uh, lottery protected. I mean, my thoughts on the trade, honestly, is I feel like John Wall is a better fit alongside uh, alongside James Harden. I think Russell Westbrook might be the better player, but I think that Wall's style makes more sense alongside Harden. Uh, I don't think Wall needs the ball in his hands as much as uh, Russell Westbrook, and I think that's key because James Harden is a combo guard in every sense of the word. Uh, and honestly, he's someone who you want doing a lot of point guard stuff. And so having John Wall, uh, who isn't going to, you know, dribble the ball for 18 seconds on the 24 second clock, that might help you. Uh, Cause James Harden likes to do a lot of that too. And so, I don't know. I felt like every once in a while, you'd see the offense go to hell with those guys uh, when the ball just wasn't moving. Like I know that they like to do a lot of isolation. I think we're definitely going to see a different identity now that they've kind of gotten a little bigger. They're going away from getting stuck in small ball. And so, you know, looking at the Houston side of this, you're going to stay quick. John Wall hasn't played since 2019, but I mean, the guy's always been, one of the fastest guys in and in the NBA. I don't think that's going to change too much. We'll see if he loses a little bit of a step, but his his court vision is there. I think he is able to play less aggressive than Westbrook. Westbrook is great how aggressive he can play, but sometimes you got to chill out, you know, and Westbrook's got no chill on the floor. And so I think you're going to be able to keep that same pace that makes the Houston Rockets so exciting, but it's just, I think it defers to to James Harden if he is there a little bit more, uh, and he can do just about everything he that Westbrook can. Uh, he's not going to be doing as much rebounding, but you don't need him to because now you have Christian Wood. We'll see what DeMarcus Cousins has left in the tank. And then on the flip side of it, you know, Russell Westbrook, I think, makes more sense to Bradley Beal because uh, Bradley Beal is – an excellent catch and shoot guy. Obviously he can get it going on his own as well, but I think that they both just needed kind of a fresh start. Yeah, I guess that's what this move is all about. And uh, I'm looking forward to it actually for the, uh, more so for the Wizards. The Rockets are in a weird, really weird place right now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really are. And um, might as well get into this weird James Harden stuff, huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, we, we see it sometimes in other sports, right, where players are holding up for whatever reason, mostly contract or whatever. But uh, this one, uh, Harden has, what, three years on his deal left, and, you know, he's always he's already kind of, like, you know, pointing the needle to, like, that he wants to leave. And, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's trying to force he, his way out straight up. Of course, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's starting to see the writing on the wall that, you know, the Rockets owner is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, no I, one seems to like this guy from, from any sort of source. He I, seems I, like he kind of degenerated, kind of, you know, he just also just like worse than Dolan, you know? Seems like he might be a Trump guy. Doesn't seem like Harden likes that very much. I feel like I feel like at least I don't know. I've had to guess maybe around sixty percent, seventy percent NBA voters, owners, or whatever Trump voters. Uh, but he's definitely very staunch uh, about it, uh, just like James Dolan. And uh, yeah, I think their owner has a book called "Shut Up and Listen." And you know, you just can't trust a guy like that. And I wouldn't want to play for an owner like that either. So. Yeah, I mean, we have you a podcast. What? We won't even say "Shut Up and Listen." You can do whatever you want. You don't even have to listen. You know, actually, my two favorite books are Shut Up and Listen and The Art of the Deal. Um, I really recommend everybody <laughs> really, really check out those books. Just read them back to back, honestly, and you'll, you'll become a monster. The two books are 2020, <laughs> for sure. You'll transform into a, <laughs> into a very liked person. Yeah, maybe a dragon. Maybe you'll just sit on your gold. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll own an NBA franchise. Completely unrelated, but I cannot wait for for the uh, the author of the art of the deal for his uh, his walkout. I can't wait for his walkout song. Yeah, the uh, yeah he he's not he's not trying to go anywhere fast. He still insists that he uh, won the latest contest, the boxing match. Yeah, yeah, but I think he got knocked out. But it was interesting because because before the boxing match was over, he was saying that he won the boxing match but they're like hey there's four more rounds and then his his goofy ass got knocked out in like the 10th and it was kind of awkward we're talking about nate robinson right sure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, back in there dude i don't want to get off topic but i cannot believe i thought somebody was messing with me but i can't believe that mayweather and what's his name paul yeah uh, Paul something. Oh, whatever. The, the YouTuber or whatever. Jake Paul? Yeah. Yeah, Jake Paul. They're going to fucking do it, man. I can't believe it. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was like, dude, Battle stop of America. It's 2020, man. The pandemic is dude. driving everyone insane. Jake Paul no. is just so screwed. Yeah, I don't even know who this guy is. It's a YouTuber, bro, that got into boxing. And, like, you know, apparently he's dedicated. And, obviously, he showed he can, you know, he's got some hands. But he knows what he's doing. But I mean, this is—he's gonna get like just minced. Like, yeah. be great. I mean, I know who the other guy is because he's like the best yeah. boxer in the world. <laughs> I mean, come on, stupid. Yeah, he's good. He's ne- He's pretty good. He's never lost. So, yeah. Anywho, though, uh, Harden, Harden. Uh, what I want to say about Harden, James Harden. Man, I, I don't know, man. I'm surprised this has got to this point. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, one thing that I, that was funny that I think happened, uh, uh, speaking of, like, his relationship with the owner, I think the owner gave James Harden, like, a, like, a, like one of those gator masks. But oh, was, yeah. Like, a Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> and, James, and Harden didn't realize he thought it was, like, the Punisher thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was rocking it and he's rocking like a blue line. <laughs> he probably wasn't too happy about that. But I mean, yeah, I guess the owner is definitely a big reason why you don't want to play for somebody, you know? I mean, I think also he just wants to like 
I mean, he was he he was super adamant for getting Westbrook there, right? Like, yeah, Harden really was pushing for Westbrook to get there. So, I mean, I'm I don't know if if that had any if if them like dealing Westbrook maybe pushed him over the edge or he didn't care. I, I mean, I'm curious. I wouldn't bet that it did, um, but but maybe maybe he's like, man, forget this, like. You know, and they, you know, moving Westbrook, like, um, I want out. But obviously, I think he also just wants to play with, like, his boys. And, and like, I, I, those three guys are kind of all kind of similar vibe to me. Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. And, like, maybe yeah. they think they can do, do, like, a three musketeer thing there and just dominate. And, I mean, it would be definitely hella fun to watch. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I know, looking at the way, like, you know, that they lost the last three seasons as well, you know, like, three years ago. I guess, yeah, that'd be three seasons ago now where, you know, they lost in the most heartbreaking fashion. And then, you know, last season, or, you know, I guess now two seasons ago, 2019, where they kind of, you know, they're still up there fighting against the Warriors. And then last year, you know, just kind of getting blanked by the Lakers. Uh, just by them. Yeah. You know, and then just whole team morale is like lowest there. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know I mean? Like just seeing the way how it all ended from like that point, from first year, Tillman Fertitta. And but until now, his third season now, uh, it's, I mean, it's just a complete 180 of where this franchise is gone. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't think they're going to be, you know, that great next season. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, there might be some distractions, uh, even with Harden there, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect them to be, like, you know, top four or five like they've been the last few years. Yeah. And you can't just move him right away. Like, I've kind of been brainstorming about possible suitors and it's really hard to say because like, I think the Rockets are going to want to probably rebuild if they deal him. But yeah, I, I think the Sixers is the best, is the best bet because they actually something have with, something to give back. I mean, they yeah. actually have some good stuff to give back and you know, well, you'd have to do Ben Simmons, right? Of course. Yeah. Or, you know, or NB, but like, yeah, I, I think they're not going to do MB. I'd give up Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. They probably wouldn't, but th- that's the option that they have. They have Simmons or NB, they give up. And, yeah, they probably would give up on Simmons, I guess. I think and, that would make sense for uh, the – I mean, really – picks here and there, too. Yeah. yeah. The weird thing is now Simmons, like, how much of that is a fit unless you're going to put him at power forward, which you could, you know, because, like – Probably should at this point, yeah. Yeah, because you already have Westbrook as your – or, I'm sorry, uh, John Wall as your point guard now. Yeah, they're both really good ball handlers, and, you know, John Wall can kind of play – you know, he's going to be the point forward, Ben Simmons, and John Wall kind of be that combo guard. Yeah. Another one I thought could – I mean, Stefano, you mentioned that Nets possibility. I will be so annoyed if it is West – or I'm sorry, I keep saying Westbrook. If it is Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Those are your three fa- least favorite players, yes. I mean, straight up, yeah. those guys all annoy me. I'll, I'm not going <laughs> to pull any punches there. They all annoy me. Uh, for different reasons, uh, and like it's also not fair. You're just gonna like you could make a case that you have the two best pure scorers in the league in Harden and yeah. uh, Durant, three of the best one-on-one players. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like probably the league's best ball handler in Kyrie. I don't know. They might need multiple basketballs for that shit to work. But I just hope that doesn't happen. I think if that does happen, though, you're you're talking about a massive uh, return for the the Houston Rockets. And that's the weird thing about the Nets is they are ready to win now, but they also have a lot of tradable assets 
that they could use to, you know, get into even more scary territory, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, if you can package – and I'm pulling up the trade machine right now to see how this would work with the numbers, but there's no way, no way the Rockets are going to agree to anything the Nets offer. I mean, they, they don't want that to happen. I mean, you know, I, I mean, mean you're getting now. them out of the West. Right. Right. I mean, what, what are they, what do they have to, I mean, Laver and yeah, because yeah, Harden's making 41 mil this year. Lavert's making 16. So then you could package Lavert, Dinwiddie and Jarrett Allen, and you still have ten million dollars more to make it uh, even. And so, do they, got, do they got any picks? Do they got how's their draft? Oh, they'd have to picks? give them a bunch of picks. I feel they'll like. probably have to give them all these picks. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect in a million years the Rockets to accept any of that. No, why not? You, you don't think that's they? they it's not. Oh, not fair at all. No, 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 no. Because the Sixers at least have Ben Simmons, who's like an All Star type of player. I don't think Lavert's a type of like. I don't think Lavert's like an All Star. You know, he might be a good role player. No, but, I agree, but I mean, they, he's he is on the up, and I think Spencer Dinwiddie's actually kind of an interesting. Yeah, he's good, but I think Dinwiddie should stay. He, I think he he should stay with Brooklyn. He, he he's he'll be good there. In theory, yeah, but does Brooklyn want to like? Who's driving that well, of ship? Course, right? Brooklyn, of course, Brooklyn wants to get James Harden. But yeah, the Rockets are not never in a million years. I I wouldn't expect that to happen. I'd be I'd make a bet. I'd actually wager a bet that the Rockets would not make that move at all for for Brooklyn. Well, he's willing to put money on it. In theory, in theory, because I I just did the trade. So on one end, it's uh, James Harden and Ben McElmore. And then, and so that's the Nets getting Harden and McElmore. Rockets get Karis LeVert, Torian Prince is pretty much a cap filler. Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen. And then you got to throw in a bunch of picks. I think if you're the, the Rockets, if you're able to get, Spencer Dinwiddie, who you can just pop right in alongside John Wall. You have Jared Allen, who can be maybe your center in the of the future, uh, d- depending on what they want to do. But you could have him and Christian Wood. That's scary going forward. Jared Allen's also pretty quick. And then Karis LeVert, who's like on a pretty good deal. He's got three years left. He's making $16 million a year, which is, I think, a deal for what he can bring you. So then all of a sudden you're looking at uh, – a Houston Rockets team that is John Wall, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Christian Wood, and uh, and then Allen. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is a yeah. team that's still in the playoff mix. And so yeah. if if I'm the, the Nets, I'm like, hey, we would do it. But you're right, Hami, I don't know if the Rockets would do it, but at what point is their hand being forced? Because James Harden is forcing himself out. It is getting messier and messier. Well, I know Harden is also talking about he, – he's talked about other suitors like Philly. And, you know, maybe there are other cities on there. I don't know. But, you know, I, I think I'd wager that Harden is more likely to end to uh, – the masturbator to step back his way <laughs> to Chicago Oh than no. Brooklyn. Oh, God. Uh, I think because the Bulls at least have something – some you know they can give up their whole rebuild for oh, James I'd Harden. Be so sad. I think I'd that's be more, so sad. That's more I'd likely, slightly, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect <laughs> it to happen either. Here, I oh. wouldn't expect the Bulls to, to pull the trigger. I would so, want to be done being before, a Bulls fan. <laughs> hold on, be, before we get into that, I just want to. I got this. Uh, someone sent me this from Odd Shark. The odds of the, what teams James Harden will be on for the start of the NBA, uh, the NBA season: Rockets even, Nets plus one fifty. Raptors plus a thousand, 
76ers plus 1,100, Warriors plus 1,400, Knicks plus 1,600. Interesting. I was thinking maybe the Raptors Chicago do. There. Yeah, the Raptors, have, the Raptors do have at least some stuff to give up. Yeah, but the Sixers the Raptors, probably have the best package. Who, who do the Raptors have now that they could, I guess? Well, that's I mean, the thing. I guess they can give up Siakam. I, I don't know, but, like, they never give up basically their best players, right? Like, I mean, see, uh, the Raptors are kind of on the downswing as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if you I don't know if I'd say the... downswing, but, you know, they, they, you know, yeah. they lost some key guys and, you know. I, I, I wouldn't know. say they're... the downswing. I think they're on the, the – they're, they're, they're kind of even from last year, but I don't know. They lost Ibaka. I think that's a big loss because he was, he was a true leader for them. But they re-signed Van Vliet. They still have Norman Powell. Pascal Siakam is only, like – how old is Pascal? Like 20? Siakam is very young, yeah. He, he was a little inconsistent last year, but, you know, you got Lowry and Siakam. I mean, that, that, that's a good duo there. Yeah. You know, with Van Vliet. And Van Vliet and Siakam are good together, too, so. They have enough to you know, still Boucher be. Boucher was on the rise as well. Yeah. Like, Siakam's, okay, he's 26. He's a little older than I thought. But, I mean, if I'm the Raptors, though, I'm trying my best not to get rid of Pascal Siakam. I don't think that. I think, frankly, I think they're too classy of an organization to give up Kyle Lowry. I also don't think Kyle Lowry makes sense for Houston. And so when I look at that, because in theory, like, we've seen them do it before. They did it for Kawhi, right? I was just going to challenge you on that. I was like, uh, they freaking gave up DeRozan. Yeah, so I mean. classy, the Raptors or the Celtics? Raptors, not close. All right, yeah, I guess so. I mean, honestly, like, the Celtics dogged Isaiah Thomas. Like, they're, hey, can you play on one leg after your sister died and, uh, you know, drop 50 for us? And then when we get eliminated by LeBron James, we're going we're gonna to sell your broken body for uh, parts. I mean, that's essentially what happened. Like, he broke his body, you know, <laughs> is never going to be the same player because he sacrificed everything for a team that then just dumped him. And so, like... The Celtics just want to win. And no, I'm not disrespecting that. Like, it's okay if you want to win. But, like, if I'm a NBA player, I'm looking at the Isaiah Thomas situation before I sign with Danny Ainge. Bro, AD, right? Remember AD and his dad? What, what, what about that? Anthony Davis's dad, like, when Anthony Davis was, like, still not, like, for sure signed with anybody, was like, I'll make sure my son never plays for the Celtics after what he there did is. to Isaiah. So, like, right <laughs> on the money. You know, it's, it's an interesting time we're in, right, because obviously it's already been happening where players in the NBA get a lot more power, right? And so, like, you know, we live in a very, you know, America, number one, capitalistic, and, like, we're all about, like, at the end of the day, bottom line, and it's still a business, yada, yada. But, like, you know, the culture is changing where, like, you got to, you know, franchises, are, you know, are learning that, like, you, you can't be too cutthroat because it's not a good look for – your brand or fuck brand, but it's not a good look for, you know, for how the, you know, other players will feel about yeah, your totally. franchise. It's bad you know? PR. So you got it. And you can't be too nicey, nicey. And because you got to win, you know, you got to trade somebody. It's a business, but, but it's not like it's changing now because players have so much power. They're like, you know, you got to also know how to, how to show loyalty and, and it's in finding that balance, I think is what great GMs do. And I'm, this is where I'm going to plug in my beautiful heat franchise because I feel like Pat Riley has done a great job with that. And like, trade the, like trade just, the culture for Harden. Trade the culture just, for Harden. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Like I, I'm not about it. Like I know some heat fans are like, what dude, that's a, 
you know, once in a generational type of talent, you know, and he's a Hall of Famer and that type of caliber player, you kind of do whatever it takes. But like, bro, like, I, honestly, I, I don't want it, man. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't think he is like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I like what we have going. Maybe if like, if he, if I didn't have much um, excitement about some of these players that are developing, like Hero and Duncan and like these new draft picks, but I, I, if because I am excited, I feel like you know we have a good thing going. I just feel like it's like the uh, when the Knicks just traded everybody with that they had that thing going for like Carmelo and like I don't know, yeah. you know, it's like it didn't really work out, man. I, I don't know. But it's a very next move. Could be wrong. The trade well, that, that was out. a dumb one. That was <laughs> yeah. dumb on Carmelo Anthony's part because he could have signed there and the Knicks would have been better. He could have signed them in free agents. Yeah, he could have yeah. waited six months. Yeah, for real. That's true. Well, I, I just tried another one in the trade machine. So let's say Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle, plus more picks than you can possibly imagine. At this point, the Houston Rockets will take advantage of the dumbest franchise in the NBA. We'll see. Tom Thibodeau just wants to win now. He's never into rebuilding. He'll be like, give me James Harden or give me death, you know? And so he's going to get him. <laughs> and then that would be funny because then James Harden goes to New York, but he's playing for New York, not Brooklyn. <laughs> and then, just a skip away. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I could see that happening. They should. And the honestly, if I was going to Knicks. They, I think that I don't even know if that'd be a dumb move for the Knicks. Honestly, I think they should just say, fuck it. This has been a dumpster fire. Like, we have a chance to get Harden. Fuck it. Let's just, let's just sell tickets. I mean, I don't know. Plenty I, of good strip clubs in New York, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Harden Teams will be are losing good. money this year. 2020 has been fucked for everyone. Why not get Harden and just make some of that back when, everyone, when the vaccine comes out? The masturbator would be a great fit in New York. Uh, stepping his way up. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson, man, like that's a legit asset. I don't know. I, I still wouldn't expect the Rockets. I don't know. I, I think the Rockets would, the, would take the Sixers seriously. I know I keep mentioning the Sixers. That's the only team. Maybe Chicago. Well, we'll see. If Maybe the, Miami. We'll see but if the no, I, don't, I, I wouldn't think the Heat are going to pull the trigger there either. But I, I think I think that the Knicks or, or, or the Rockets want picks. Yeah. And, and I think yeah, the I Knicks have gonna, the most you know, to offer picks wise. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'd want picks most, honestly. Like, I, I want a bunch of – I think I think the talent keeps getting better, man. Honestly, I, I'd want picks. I mean, if, if you got to lose your best player, you might as well start just calling it, it – I mean, shoot. Like, when do you yeah. say, all right, it's time to rebuild if you're the Rockets? Right. If they can – if they do the trade with the Nets or they do the trade with the Sixers where – uh, they're just retooling instead of rebuilding. More power to them. Great. But otherwise, you've yeah. got to start thinking about the future because they're in a delicate place where they, they do have a choice depending on how, what they want to do when they're forced to trade James Harden. But, you know, you're going to have to make a decision because there's no halfwaying it. You have to either rebuild or you need to retool. So, Fun fact. Fun yeah. fact, once upon a time, Hakeem Olajuwon wanted to get the hell out of Houston. How about and that? He, and he yeah, was not happy. And, uh, and he ended up staying and winning two championships. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of that – well, I mean, a lot of those titles were him just, you know, bawling the fuck out, really, uh, especially that first year. But, yeah, that second year, you know, he got a little more help from, from his team. And, honestly, the 95 Rockets, one of the greatest champions, you know, the most 90s champions ever, really. 
Well, and Scotty Pippen, you know, Scotty Pippen wanted out of Chicago. So that's I mean, right. That was yeah. That's right. That could have been towards the middle too. Yeah, the middle was Bulls run, and then at the end, of course. So yeah, maybe that's sometimes the first step to winning a championship. Getting super butt hurt. <laughs> getting 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 butt hurt and not yeah. wanting to leave. Yeah. And then not getting traded and then winning a championship. Oh well, you're stuck here, James. Doggone it. <laughs> I think I think that's what's going to happen with the Rockies this year. They're they're going to just going to tell them, sorry, you're stuck with us for at least a year or two, until yeah. something better comes up. So. uh Anyway, moving into some uh, stuff on the back end of our rundown here. Uh, it is season two, as we mentioned right from the beginning. And two things we're going to focus on a little bit more are the two cities that we uh, kind of exist out of. You know, we're, we're all over the place. We got Coach Leo in Alabama. Uh, Brennan likes to help, help us out. He's a Detroit guy in Atlanta. So, you know, uh, we are literally all across the map of the United States. But uh, one thing we talk about focusing more on is Colorado and Chicago. And so that means we're going to be talking a lot more uh, Nuggets. We're going to be talking CU hoops. And as, as far as Chicago goes, I mean, about half our staff is DePaul alumni. We're going to be talking about the DePaul Blue Demons. We're going to be talking about the Chicago Bulls kind of as uh, teams we focus on because we, we got to give it back to our fans. A lot of them are listening from those areas. So let, let's get into a, a little bit of – just preview stuff uh what are you guys looking forward to is uh we kind of talk more chicago bulls uh this year and depaul blue teams well don't forget the fire and blackhawks now come on oh i already forgot <laughs> yeah well i mean the bulls just a great restart so i mean i'm just looking forward to you know what's going to be going down this year i don't really care what the record's going to be but i just want to see you know hopefully these younger guys will be better this year, and you know, Wendell Carter won't get the injury bug again. So that's the, that's the main thing. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. You've got a bunch of young dudes there, and I want to see Billy Donovan assess the talent that's already there and make some decisions. Uh, and what I mean by that is when the trade line comes or when we're entering free agency, whenever that comes, next summer, whatever, uh, who – are you going to keep around long-term who is no longer going to be in the fold? And uh, how can you make, you know, we talked early in the show about the, the PR with like having goodwill with players across the league, the bulls need to improve there. So some opportunities to see what you have and also build better goodwill within the NBA players. And so hopefully they can sign a big free agent because in theory, they could be a really good team in two, three years. Yeah, I mean, I can see them do yes. the whole uh, the old Brooklyn Nets approach. I can see them wanting a star, too. But, yeah. you know, everything, a lot has to go right in at least three years. You know, a lot has to go right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Billy Donovan being there. I think that was – I mean, like, everybody needed to play a star. I got a baby sign. It's okay, baby. The Bulls will be okay soon. Oh, I thought They'll that was James Harden. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, man. I think like everybody needed players, and I think, I think the Bulls, in a sense, made one of the best pickups this offseason. and and uh, I'm I'm excited for Billy Donovan to be coaching the Bulls, man. Like, I think that's an important important first step because, I mean, you know, you see with a lot of these franchises that do have success, man. They just it, it kind of does trickle down, man. You know, like you have good usually ownership and some good GMs in there, and um. And I know that people have been kind of 
I don't know. Bulls fans aren't exactly too hot about who is it, Paxson? And I don't know. Yeah. Tell me, like, how do you feel about your owner and like, and Paxson's a GM, right? Uh, gone now. Gar Pax is finally gone. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, they they fired their asses very publicly, and there were celebrations in the street. <laughs> there was a hanging. Yeah, uh, essentially. I mean, the modern day version. Everyone wanted them gone for the last like eight years, and it finally happened. Uh, so yeah, I I think that Donovan's a way better fit. It makes sense to have a a guy who's really proven to develop young talent, and you've seen that whether he was at Florida or whether it was with the Thunder. Uh, he is a proven coach. And uh, mm-hmm. frankly, he should have gotten more consideration for coach of the year because he was, he was that good last year with the Thunder. So I'm, I'm thrilled about it. And uh, as far as, you know, Colorado goes, it's very exciting. Colorado and DePaul both have two of the best recruiting classes for next year. And so this is a very inter- in, interesting in-between oh. year for both programs. Both, guys, both teams have top 10 recruiting classes. They have multiple top 100 recruits. It could get crazy. Uh, and so I'm interested to see the trajectory of those teams. Colorado is already really good. I'm interested to see uh, when DePaul finally is able to play, what they're able to do. And then, shoot, the Denver Nuggets, man. They're already a super interesting team. Uh, Stefano, you and I talked a little bit on the phone earlier today, and we're just kind of talking about the loss of Jeremy Grant and what that means for that team defense. But they're already a really good team. They're going to be back in the playoffs with home court advantage. And it's going to be a fun winter for us here at Hoops Redarmus. Absolutely, man. The Nuggets? Yeah, I think so. I think they'll at least be a four seed. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they should. I think they have still enough chemistry. But, like, I was talking about with you. um, Like, they know what they're doing now. But, like, what I was talking about with you is, um, yeah, that loss of Jeremiah Grant, I feel like, ah, man, that was a – I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, they have a window right now, and that did not help their window. But I'm interested to see, like, now that they – you know, there's something about when a team goes deep in the playoffs, they realize, like, hey, we can – you know what I mean? Like, you, you need to, like, prove to yourselves, like, we can do this. You know, like, we're, okay, yeah. we know how to do it. We know what to do. And uh, exactly. so I think I think now that they saw how tough they were, you know, and that they can win at a high level, and, um, you know, I, I think it'll – they're still going to be, like, yeah, I, I'll bet on them being the top four, but I don't know, man. Them losing Grant was just like, dude, that was a, a dagger to the back, man. Yeah, I would agree. We'll leave it there. We'll break that one down more uh, very soon. I'm recording this Friday with uh, some of my former colleagues on the CU Buffs Country podcast. We'll be talking Buffs. We'll be talking Nuggets with uh, Chase Howell and Vinay Simlot. So it'll be a very, very fun episode. And uh, fun doing this one with you guys rolling into season two, baby. Better than the XFL. Like I said, thank you, folks. Uh, Shout out to Evan Butris for uh, the logo. And uh, subscribe to us. Give us a a friendly five-star ranking or whatever you want to do on Apple. And we'll see you next time. Trade the call for Harden. (laughs) Harden to the Knicks. (laughs) 